Hey, Bethany North, this is Pastor Scott. Welcome to January 3rd Sermon, Now at Home. Our sermon title today is called Life to the Full. And our scripture comes from John 10.10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come, they may have life and have it to the full. Some time ago, I was in the midst of a battle. Just a battle for purpose, a battle for my role and the challenges going on around me. And Heather and I were on an overnight downtown Seattle. And as I walked around the city of Seattle with these profound concerns, I was looking for a fresh vision. And so I opened my Bible. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you where you read the Bible and you're like, oh, that was a word just right for me. Or you hear a sermon and you're like, God was just speaking to me. People say, Pastor, how did you know? I mean, that's how it is with God's spirit, where he speaks to his people and he brings his spirit to bear in our lives. And so for me, I'm walking around the city and I'm reading my Bible after this walk and I'm looking for fresh vision. And I come to this verse in 1 Kings 20. It says, this is what the Lord says. Do you see this whole army? Behold, I'll deliver it into your hand this very day and you'll know that I am your God. And who will start the battle? You will, answered the prophet. And it hit me. It was like a lightning bolt. Like, this is how the vision of God works. He calls us to participate in the work that he already wants to do. We enter into what God will ultimately complete. This isn't just my story. This is your story. This is our story. Like, who will start the work before us? You will. Many of us have a tired view of vision because we've been just trying to work our way towards what we think God wants. But I want to give you today a different way of seeing things. See, we all have plans. We all have desires. And we can all envision life post-pandemic. The travels we'll take. The adventures we'll seek. The luxuries we'd like to afford. The relationships maybe we'd like to pursue. But vision, God's vision is the ability to close our eyes and imagine a future that does not yet exist. It's the ability to see beyond the now to the not yet. And kingdom vision is to get this godly vision of asking Jesus to shape our collective future. And so I just ask you this question as we get going. What is the spirit of God coming alive in you saying? What is God encouraging you and, and, and teaching you in these moments? Obviously, the big purpose of our faith, we're called to love God and love others. And we have this vision that as we experience Christ day by day, we're bringing to bear his purpose on our future right now in our everyday reality. Everyone remembers that verse from Proverbs, where there is no vision, the people perish. But I want to challenge you in a couple of specific ways as we start the new year. First of all, I want you to think about rest as a key component of being filled by the Spirit. And I want to encourage you that without the Spirit's power, um, you'll be powerless. So two things to shape us as we get aligned for vision here in 2020. First, rest in the Spirit. And second, be filled with His power. So let's start here at the beginning. Rest in Spirit. This is something I want us to do as a church this year. Rest in Spirit. Here's a verse from Isaiah 30. The Lord longs to be gracious to you. He'll rise up to show you compassion, for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. And waiting's hard for many of us that have been conditioned to work. I mean, that was my story as a Norwegian, you know, generation uh, of a Norwegian fishing family. But in the original creation, God created us in order to enjoy him. 
Genesis 1 says, God created us. In the image of God, he created us. Male and female, he created. God saw all that he had done and called it very good. There was evening and there was morning the sixth day. By the seventh day, God finished the work he'd been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And then God blessed the seventh day and he made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. That's from Genesis 1 and into Genesis 2. That's really interesting because it's not about your effort or mine. It's about his. See, for many of us, we've been, um, we've been teaching rest as a necessary evil after six full days of work. But what's the first thing humanity did in, in created order? The first act for, for humanity was to rest, to rest into the creation God had done. We've been teaching rest as like the culmination after six long days, but the reality is that God did all the work in the creation, not us. This would be key, key for us where God encourages us, hey, live into what I have created for you because rest is an act of radical trust. I love that. And so as you head into the year ahead, I want to ask you, when will you rest in the spirit? This is different than vacation or zoning out, certainly than self-medicating. Resting in the spirit is when we bring that which troubles us and place it in the Father's lap. So Bethany North, stop fighting every battle on your own. Think of Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. We think it must be wrong somehow, the Old Testament verse. The Lord uh, makes us work harder. The Lord wants us to feel guilty or no. No, we must rest in the spirit in order to experience God working in us. This is where rest is so important because we won't experience dependency on Christ if we run our own lives with autonomy and independence. And so rest says, God, I, I trust you with this day, with this hard conversation, with the, with the future of my vocation, not in my future, but today. Rest is a declaration that God is your God of this day. And ultimately, that's what God really wants. That's what he wants for our church, certainly a group of people, women and men, whose strength is in him, not of themselves. The prophet Zechariah describes God's people as this, where God says, I will make them strong in the Lord, and they shall walk in his name. It's all about God's work and not ours. And so as we rest, we learn to listen, we learn to receive. Church, this is a key work for us in the year ahead. We are God's work, he is not ours. And so we can trust as we rest and we can listen as we rest and, and he'll work in us and for us for his glory. And I think if we become a people who rest in spirit, we'll experience more of God's infinite love for us. We just will. See, we're so busy working for God, we forget to stop and dwell in his love. The writer Henri Nouwen said, he said it like this, If you know you're the beloved, you can live with an enormous amount of success and an enormous amount of failure without losing your identity. Because your identity is that you're the beloved. So the question Nouwen says becomes, can I live a life of faith in a world of trust that it will bear fruit? And so when we rest in the spirit, we're ready for what's next. So just kind of an action step as we start the year together as a church. This week, turn a battle you face into a place where you'll rest in the spirit. 
I had that happen to me a couple weeks ago. I had this really hard day at work and I was worried and I had work to do, but I just stopped. I walked around my neighborhood and then I came back and I sat for five minutes and I prayed for God to take my, my day ahead. And it was powerful. That day people said, hey, I see the Lord using you in new ways because I was willing to rest. Rest recenters us in the palm of Christ to say, God, be my God and I'll follow you. And going back to that verse from 1 Kings, it was so electrifying to me. Who will be a church that rests in the spirit? You will. Rest in spirit. And then second, be filled with power. This is key. Be filled with power. James 4, 8, you all hear me say it's a key anchor verse of mine. Draw near to God, rest, and he will draw near to you. Power. This is something I'm very excited to share with you. I just stand because I fear many of us have been missing a key component of our spiritual life. The power of the Holy Spirit. See, it's like we've missed an entire section of the Bible telling us that when we seek a new vision for our life, there is power available through the Spirit. So we should pray and we should seek a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, not by our power, but by His. Because when the Spirit of God works, lives are changed. And God's power longs to rest on us as, as his children and fill us. The scriptures are full of this. They just are. Joel 2, 28-29, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. That's Joel 2. And we see this again in Acts 2 where Jesus ascended to heaven. The spirit falls upon people and Peter tells the ga those gathered about how God fills with power and 3,000 people believe. Or Isaiah 44, 3, I will pour water on thirsty ground. I will pour spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. John 7, Jesus says, whoever believes in me out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. That's what it's about. This is what Jesus meant when, when he says, I'll give you my life and life to the full. The full life isn't COVID proof. It isn't a full bank account or a perfect earthly relationship or a perfect job. No, the life to the full is being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, friends. That's, that's it. And sadly, for many of us, we've been raised with rules without relationship and we're hungry for a different articulation of the Christian faith. Because we want to experience his power in our relationships with him. And God isn't going to just fill you with his spirit unbeknownst to you. No, he responds to desire. Come to me, remember Jesus says, and let me carry your load. Remember what the Bible says, eagerly desire the greater gift. And even if you don't speak Greek, you know what desire means? Desire, hunger for more of God's spirit in your life. And this isn't just outside work. This is inside work. Proverbs tells us that our life mirrors our heart. And so a second action step here as we turn to a new year is hunger for God to fill your heart. Hunger for the spirit. And, and just so I'll ask you this question, how is your passion for God these days? When was the last time you felt stirred? Yes, we're meant to serve. Yes, we're meant to be in community. Yes, we're meant to study the scriptures, but mostly we're meant to be loved and to love in return. And love is a verb. Motion is required. Movement is required. 
We talk often about being called in our faith. I think we should switch the language a bit to receive. Like, let's experience and receive the power of God as a church this year. Think about Jesus post-resurrection. Peter has failed him. How does Peter get restored? Jesus asked these simple words. Peter, do you love me? Then I'll take care of the rest. So if you feel forsaken this morning, if you need restored this morning, if... If, if you need a fresh filling, simply come back to the Lord. Jesus, I love you. And just remember, church, God has faith in you. So come home and, and admit maybe it's been a long time since you shared this passion with the Lord. But this is where I need this kind of like but. Like it's a big but. John 10, 10 says, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come, Jesus says, that they may have life and have it to the full. So Jesus is the force of vision, but there is that force in the world that's anti-vision, anti-gospel, anti-spirit. It's not doing us any good to ignore this. So pay attention to that which steals the spirit of God out of you, which sucks vision away. And a church, repel that force which is repelling the spirit of God in you. The older and older I get, I realize that it's a fresh filling of the spirit which counteracts the stealing of joy away from me. We must be more full of God uh, as opposed to just trying to not be like those things which bother us. And so Jesus, stir us up. We confess that sometimes our lives don't exhibit the fruits of the Holy Spirit, but Jesus, we, we, we want to have a powerful witness in your name. The writer Nadia Boltz Weber says this. She says, people don't leave Christianity because they stop believing in the teachings of Jesus. People leave Christianity because they believe in the teaching so much they can't stomach being part of an institution that claims to be about him and clearly isn't. Ouch. Who will be filled with the Spirit? Back to 1 Kings again. You will. The vision of God's people to step into that which God already wants to do in us and through us. You will, if you desire it, be filled with the Spirit. The purpose of the people of God is to love him and love others. And we point back to that purpose and meaning and beauty of life here on earth. And so church, rest in the spirit and be filled with his power. This is uh, steps we take in the year ahead. And so if there are things in your life that hunger to come alive by the power of Christ, just name that. Like, is something missing for you? Just name it and bring that to Jesus. Make that even a, a position of resting in his spirit. A couple weeks ago, I was just running around and I was on the phone and taking notes and I stopped to, to get cash out of an ATM. And so I, you know, I'm on the phone, I'm taking notes and I'm taking money out of the bank and all this is going on. I'm parked in a handicapped spot with my emergency flashers on as if that doesn't make me a bad guy somehow. And I'm just trying to do too much. And later on, I, I get to where I'm going and I'm trying to figure out things. I pull my wallet and boom, something's missing. My ATM card, like retrace my steps. I'm like, oh, I think I left. I left it at the bank. Once I knew something was missing, action was required. Movement was required. I mean, I wasn't just going to be like, well, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, good luck. There wasn't that much money in the account anyway. Or somebody will just find it, mail it to me. No, I 
retraced my steps and I called the bank and I got help and I stepped in, got a new card, everything was fine. The point of the illustration is simply this. Pay attention if something's missing in your spiritual life and ask Jesus this year for a deeper purpose, a deeper vision. Hear the words of the Lord saying, you will, you'll be my beloved this year. Step in, rest in that. And then by the power of his Holy Spirit, be filled your life doesn't just speak of your morals or your rules or your responsibilities, but that your, your life might reflect Christ. Church, I'm proud to be your pastor, and I'm excited for these last months of COVID, whatever it looks like. I believe God's got something for us right now, even while we wait for what's next. Resting in the Spirit, being filled with His power for His glory. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you so much for your church and this time and this place, your people. Lord God, there is much that is uncertain right now as we start 2021, but here's what we know. Lord, you love us. You always have. You've been good to us. Uh, we're ready to be done with this time, and yet, God, we're also wanting our life to have incredible purpose even right now. So may we hear those words of First Kings spoken over us again and again that we will be the ones, we will step in, we will speak out against racism and injustice, we will love boldly, we will we'll do the things, but God, it's you that are the one that will actually bring it to bear and bring it to pass in this time. So may we say yes, but may we also rest in your spirit. And God, would you allow us to be full of your Holy Spirit's working power that we would encounter you in the innermost spaces of our life and then be able to shower that boldly in our city. That a, that a movement of God would break out, Jesus, in your name, in this time. We love you so much. It's an honor to be your church. And all God's people said, Amen.